0: So y'all have picked a great day to be in the house of the Lord. I'm really fired up. I feel extra fired up and extra excited. We're going to be kicking off a brand new sermon series for the next couple of weeks, and this is a message that is really maybe a little more near and dear to my heart, a little more personal to my life, because I feel like it's it's really kind of where not just I am personally, but us as a family, and even us as a as a church. And so the Lord has just really been speaking to me and 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 stirring me up, and so. I'm really excited to, uh, to be launching this together and talking about this message and, and, and the hope that is really in this message together. And so the title of our sermon series is Growing Pains. Y'all say that with me, Growing Pain. Pains. Get, get that sigh out of the way. Let's go ahead and do a collective sigh, ah, a painful sigh, right? Growing Pains. Ah, put it in the chat. How do you do that? Ah, put it in the chat. Type it. Tell your neighbor I got good news, though. Tell them this. This is really the good news. This too shall pass. (laughs) Come on, Jesus. Tell them. If you got two neighbors, make sure you tell your other one in case they didn't hear you. This too shall pass. And so what I want to do for the next couple weeks is I want to talk to those who feel like you're in the desert the desert place. Does anybody feel like you're there? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's okay. I'm going to raise my hands. Hey, and if you're in a good place, you're not in the desert. Don't check out because you need to hear this message too because God's probably going to call you into the desert eventually. Y'all remember Jesus before he launched his ministry on earth. What is the first thing he did? Went into the desert so that he could kick the teeth into the devil. But uh, so living for God calls us into the desert places. and so, but, but what I want to do is, using the Word of God, really out of James 1, we're going to read it here in a moment, is, see, we're never going to outgrow the fact that we need to grow, right? We are always going to need to be growing. We can't ever outgrow that fact. And we have to remember that when I'm going through struggles, through challenges, through painful experiences, if I feel like... Everything I'm doing is, is wrong or I'm following God, but I'm feeling all these struggles come against my life. It may be because you're growing. You're doing what God has asked you to do and these challenges are coming against your life because you're on the right path. right? So if you're feeling desperate, hopeless, lost, don't give up, and let me backtrack a moment. Because we're going to use this as hope for us that are, are, are doing the right things, we're on the right path, at doing what God has asked us to give us hope in the challenges. But let me backtrack a second. If, if, if you are blatantly disobeying God or blatantly not doing the right things or living in sin and doing these things, you can't use the challenges, tests, and trials that are coming against your life and call them blessings because they're there because you is just dumb. <laughs> Say that with me, dumb. Hey, and I'll raise both my hands because I've been there. I've done that. So the repercussions are, are, are not because you're on the right path. It's because you're dumb, right? And so you, you can't claim growing pains if you're not doing the right thing. So but what I want to do is I want to give us hope for those that are, right, doing the right things, and you feel like you're maybe on the verge, and i I feel like us as a church, man, we are getting some awesome momentum. We're seeing new folks every day, but I really feel like we're still kind of on a rebound from COVID. And, uh, but God is launching us, right? So we're going through some growing pains. There's some challenges. There's some things that we're trying to work through and get through, and God is, is with us. And, and, and personally, uh, in our family, y'all know we just uh, uh, had a brand new baby, and so family life is awesome. We are blessed, but I'd be lying to you if I said the last month and a half, has not been full of growing pains. That was my wife in the back. <laughs> I was following along, tracking with her husband and her pastor today, and so and so we're blessed. But the Lord just reminded me through the midst of sleepless nights and and, and diapers and and more diapers and and more <laughs> diapers. And I just want to go ahead and brag on my wife. I got the most awesome wife. She does more than carry your load. And I don't know how people. Would raise kids alone. If if you've done that or are doing that, God bless you. I'm glad the Lord has blessed me with an amazing partner. But in the midst of all those things, the Lord just reminded me, Ian, this too shall pass. And I want to use this to grow you and take you to the next place. And that's good news. Somebody say amen. 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 Right? So let's kick this off. Let's look at that first point, and then we'll read James 1. And so I just want to lay a little groundwork and, and show us and remind us as we're talking about growing pains and, and growth in general, just some, some quick little facts about growth that maybe we overlook or don't think about sometimes. And so unlike physical growth, spiritual growth is not something that just happens, right? We have two little boys, and Xander's about to be two this month, and he has naturally without anything other than us just feeding them every day, he's grown up into a toddler, And so, but spiritually, and everything that we do is spiritual, you know that, right? Everything that we do is spiritual. If we want to spiritually thrive and grow, there's something God calls me to do to cultivate that, right? So growth, the rest of that point, it says, must be intentionally pursued and cultivated. If we want to grow, we have to put in the effort, somebody said effort, and remain committed to God's path no matter what it looks like. So no matter how hard it may seem, no matter how dry and lifeless at times the spiritual desert places may feel, I have to be committed to God through His Son and be committed to God through the the pains, the tests, the trials, the struggles in my faith. Because this is the thing, everyone wants to grow. And everyone wants to go to new places and experience new things and experience the blessing of God. But see, no one wants to do what it's going to take. When it gets hard, people jump ship. When it gets hard, instead of pressing in and going to your knees and reading some more of your Bible, getting connected with the right people, it's... It's too painful. I might need somebody to get me a mic just in case. This goes out, if I could, please. And so everyone wants to grow, but not everybody wants to put in the work. We're a fast food society, right? I want me now, now, now a couple minutes from a is is not fast enough. Now, now, now. See, as believers, as Christians, this is a long-distance race. Did you know that? To the finish line, and God's gonna show up and He's gonna bless you, and things are gonna amazing things are gonna happen. But you gotta be committed. Somebody say committed. If you're watching this online, put that in the chat to remind yourself. I gotta stay committed to the path, no matter what it looks like. Thank you, Sugarboo. Everybody say thank you, Sugarboo. I'm going to switch over to the mic. There we go. I thought I had a brand new handset and it was working for a couple weeks and uh, growing pains. (laughs) Prophesy over this pack in Jesus' name, growing pains. And so we have to stay committed to the path regardless of what it may look like in the midst of our challenges, right? And if the only thing that I can do to, if the only thing that I can do or that I, I think I can do or that I'm doing Is just coming to church on Sundays, that's not gonna be enough. If the only thing I do in my spiritual life is show up to church on Sundays, we're glad you're here, keep coming. But if it's the only thing that I'm doing, not only are you not growing, but you're not gonna be able to go to new levels. You're not gonna be able to to accomplish the things that God wants you. You're not gonna be able to pass those tests and those, those trials. Right? See, God wants to take us farther, but it's going to take effort, commitment, trust, dedication. So you need, excuse me, you need to be cultivating a quiet time every single day. You need to be talking to somebody about that quiet time. You need to be going to a small group. You need to keep coming on Sundays. And you need to try and find a place where you can launch yourself into the ministry, into your gifts, into that calling that God has for you, so that not only can you experience his joy through you but you can also help others grow and help others go where God is calling them as well right so look at James 1 2 through 4 and this is really the foundational scriptures that we're going to use and so let's let's read it that's their verse 2 it says dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy stop there for a moment. As I read that this week, that just seemed backwards to me. I don't know about you, and just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean uh, I'm perfect by any means, but when I experience tests and trials and sorrow and sleepless nights and whatever, broken down cars and broken down areas, I don't always choose joy. Am I the only one? I fail that test, and so. But what we have to do is we have to see in the midst of growing pains, in the desert season, there's always going to be an opportunity to invoke the right things, to invoke my faith. I <laughs> check this out, or invoke my flesh. See, because your s- the spirit of God and your flesh are at war together and see the thing that's coming against me god wants to use to bless me if i'm on the right path and if i could see it as an opportunity for something bigger then something amazing could happen right look at verse three it says for you know that when your faith there it is is tested your endurance has a chance to what's the title of our message growing pains, we're talking about growth. And so when my faith is tested, there's a chance, an opportunity for endurance to happen and a chance for my faith to grow, it says. Verse 4, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Your, excuse me. So let, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, there's this false gospel that the the church has been sharing. And we have this tendency, this idea, to make this life of faith. It's all about Jesus. But if you say a prayer and you get born again and you get saved and you invite Jesus into your heart, your life is going to be a cakewalk. (laughs) That's a false gospel. And it breaks my heart because we we see people get born again and they get pumped up on Sunday, but then they go home and their marriage is still a mess. Their problem hasn't left. They said a prayer, but all their problems are still very alive and well. And so we as the church and me as your pastor, I, I want to, the best decision you can make is saying that prayer, let me say. The best decision you can make is saying that, that prayer, and inviting God into your life, but we have to remember that living for God is not the absence of challenges. It's the presence of His grace to overcome. Somebody say overcome those things, those challenges, those tests, those trials, and so nothing overnight gets fixed. Sometimes it does, and I love when that happens. Sometimes you do say a prayer, and God shows up and answers that prayer. I've seen it. I've been a part of it. I've experienced it, but equipping people to spiritually thrive. And at the end of today, we're going to leave off, and what we're going to talk about next week is being spiritually tough. Spiritually tough. And that's what I feel like the church is is failing at. We're we're good at preaching Jesus and and hooting and hollering, but really on Wednesday in the middle of the day, I don't look nothing or act nothing or sound nothing like a Christian. And that's not going to turn the world upside down for his glory. And so God wants to cultivate spiritual toughness in our desert places. The things that are coming against me, God wants to use to help grow me. And every single day, we have a choice. We can choose life and spiritually grow. Or for the sake of avoiding the painful scenarios, situations, conversations, I can stay stuck and stay the same, and I can die. This is our choice every day. Jesus moving forward, me, myself, and I staying stuck in my comfortability, not going anywhere, feeling probably more depressed each and every day as I stay stuck, right? Has anybody ever done that? Right? couple honest hands. Right, so look at that next point. So what we have to remember is God's path is not usually the road of least resistance, And if you study the scriptures, you'll know that to be true. Uh, It's full of challenges, questions, pain, hardships. There will always be plenty of opportunities for us to simply give up, even doubt in our faith. Remember this. This is the good news. The pushback declares your progress and his promise. If you experience pushback, it's probably an indicator, if you're doing the right things, you're following God, you're in a relationship with Him every day, that you're moving in the right direction. The pushback declares the progress that you're making. And it declares His promise and His grace over your life. Right? There's going to be plenty of opportunities for us to question, doubt, have good questions, but hey, you know what? And it's even okay at times... To doubt yourself and even doubt the situation, but here's the thing: don't let that doubt move to your action. It's okay to to experience doubt, but don't live there. Right? We're we're human. We're gonna have doubts. I'm your pastor. I have doubts, but I have to cultivate a. A life of praise, a life of prayer, a life of being in His Word, a life of relationship to move me into a new place and to be able to see those opportunities as moments for God, God's grace to abound in my life and for the, the Spirit of God to overcome those doubts and the Spirit of God to prevail and to win, right? There is no one exempt on this planet from pain challenges and negative experiences. Who's been through our encounter? All them hands, man. Awesome. If you haven't been through it, get with one of those folks that raise their hands, get signed up, come see me. We'll get you signed up here in a couple months. But there's a, a session where we talk about the negative experiences and how it dictates my life. And so Pastor Keith does a great job of teaching that session. He says that, you know, even if you think about it, even Jesus had negative experiences. He was perfect. What'd they do to him? They betrayed him. Some of them despised him. Some of them talked bad about him. Ultimately crucified. So each and every single person experiences pushback. What did that pushback declare? The progress of Jesus. It declared the promise of who he was. Did he let the pushback stop him for laying his life down for you? And for me? I'm thankful. Man, how many of us have checked out too soon on the promise because the pushback got too painful? See, your pain is either going to push you to growth, you're going to allow that pain to push you to do the right thing, keep doing the right thing, or you're going to let that pain stop you, because it's too painful. Y'all, we can't grow this way, and we can't go this way. We're going to talk about that today, too, moving, active into our faith, moving and, and, and being active in the things that we say and we believe. So tell yourself that the pushback declares the progress and the promise of who my God is, right? These are just growing pains, remember? And tell yourself this, too, Shall pass. Look at Romans five three through or five three through five. And this is Paul writing in uh, in the book of Romans, and here it's kind of the same thing theme. Excuse me, as James one it says, we can rejoice too, when we run into what problems and trials. Sounds a lot like James one, right? He has a different mentality of the challenges staring him at the face, the things that he's going through. He says. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they can help us and develop endurance. I want you to highlight that word develop or underline it. Start in your Bible. I want that to stick out to you today. Verse 4, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. You can't live in victory without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the key that is going to unlock you to be able to see joy and walk in joy in the midst of problems, tests, trials, hardships, pain, and the whole kitchen sink that the world has to throw at you, and all the diapers (laughs) that the world and your kids had to throw at you. Amen? It's the key of the Holy Spirit is what's going to allow us to be launched really into full ministry and to be launched into full love and to be launched in the full gifting and calling and anointing of God over our lives. So this is a question I want you to write down. So there in verse 3, it said, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. All right. So ask yourself this question. Are my problems and trials defining me Or are they developing me? Paul said that your tests and trials are opportunity for great joy and for it to develop endurance in your spiritual life. And so are your problems defining not just who you are, but what you can do? Not just who you are, but by your faith or lack of faith. Have you let the problem become so big that it's just the only thing that you see, think, breathe about? You can't even sleep because the problem's so big. That's a problem defining you. That's a problem telling you who you are, what you can and can't do. That's not the way of God. Do you know that? God wants to use that problem to develop you, to develop us, to grow us, and to mature us, and to challenge us, right? And until I I pass that test, guess what? I don't get a new test, (laughs) I'm praying and asking for God to do all these new th- amazing things I want him to do in my life. He's like, dude, you haven't done the last thing I told you to do. You thought going and telling your wife sorry was too painful. Because your pride is so puffed up, right? You'd rather choose that pain and stay in your comfortability. You're not getting a new test until you pass the last one I gave you. And we wonder, why can't I hear from God? Man, I pray and I pray and I pray and even read my Bible like two minutes a day, and I, I can't hear the voice of God. Maybe it's because we're living blatantly in disobedience. And I want God to do all these amazing things in my life. Are your problems defining you? If you feel that way, they probably are. Or do you want to say today, I want my problems, my tests, my challenges, my trials, I want those to develop my character Develop me into a child of God. Develop spiritual toughness and strength. Excuse me. To live in victory. Look at that next point. So growing pains, they're a real thing. Say thing. Growing pains are a real thing. Growing is painful because challenges are painful. right? Growing pains are real because we go we said every single person experiences negative things. I'm going to experience some negative things, even if Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. So I have to switch the way that I think and see the things that are coming against my life as just that, ch- challenges. They may be painful, but God is calling me through, right? And so our old nature sees adversity as something hard that stops us and our progress. God desires us to tap into our new nature and begin to see our problems as opportunities to grow and to go to the next level. I said that the Spirit of God and our flesh are at war together. So if you are a born-again Christian, your new nature wants to break out. It does. It wants to break out, and it knows the right way to respond in situations In relationships when it gets hard when it gets tough when you're experiencing doubt it knows it knows the correct way to spawn it wants to break out it wants to speak up for you it wants to live through you right but there's this old nature and it wants to take over right it wants to stay put and it wants to avoid any and all pain at all costs right And it's self-preserving, and it's self-sustaining, and it's all about me, myself, and I. And so if we don't tap into this new nature, we will fail. And we will not grow, and we will not go, and we will stay stuck, and we'll stay depressed, and we'll stay discouraged. And if we we don't put on this new nature every single day, not only are we not growing, we're not probably in, in right, real, connected relationship with God. So it's not until our desire to to grow and go to the places that God has for us outweighs our desire to stay comfortable. Nothing's going to change. Your desire to grow and go where God has called you has to be greater than your desire to stay comfortable. I had this thought this week. I wonder if if. Comfort has become our biggest distraction. Comforts, I wonder if they've become our biggest distraction. Because y'all, we love to stay comfortable. This is what I know about growth. You cannot grow inside your comfort zones. It's physically impossible. It is physically impossible to grow inside of the places and seasons that you've grown comforted in. To go to the next level, it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require commitment. It's going to require a faith that no one can steal or take from you. God is calling us outside of our comfort zones so that we can grow, so that we can be in real relationship with others and with him, right? Look at Colossians 3, 10 through 11. Talking about our new nature, right? See, my old nature, growing sounds good and sounds great, but but my old nature don't want to do the work. So we need this, we need this this new nature. It says, put away, or excuse me, not put away, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, Gentile, circumcised, or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free. Christ has is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. How do I know if I'm growing? Becoming more like Christ. Are you on a daily basis becoming more and more like Christ? Or are you becoming more and more and more, somebody say more, like you? <laughs> like the old man. Are you becoming more like Christ? Or are you becoming more and more? Like you see, Ian has a lot of bad tendencies. I get frustrated. I get angry. Things happen, and I don't always respond in the best way. And so there's this old man that wants to rise up, and I have to snuff that out and say, I'm a child of God. Holy Spirit, help me. This, too, shall pass. Sounds like a bumper sticker, a cool T-shirt. Maybe we can have our our, uh, Sam... Make us a t-shirt. Is it already on a t-shirt? Dang it. Thought it was my cool idea. (laughs) Or the Holy Spirit's cool idea. Right? And so, are we growing? How do I know I'm growing? I'm becoming more like my Savior. My attitude should get better. The way I treat people should get better. My relationship should be getting better and should be thriving. So am I becoming more like Christ? He's our measuring stick, right? He is our measuring stick. Look at that next point. So we must see growth as a process, not a destination. We are never going to arrive. We're never going to outgrow the fact that I need to continue to grow. When I grow to a a level and I, I know God's not, if I still have breath in my lungs, I still have life in my body, God is not done with me yet, right? So it's a process, And this is a backwards way of thinking in my carnal mind because I want to arrive. I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm trying to get to a place, right? I want to get to a nice, comfy, uh, somebody tracking with me. I want to get to a place. Y'all, living for God is not this way. We're going to get to a place. We're going to celebrate victories. And God says, I got more. We celebrate and we move on. So it's a process, not a destination. Growing means we are actively moving forward into the things of God. A growth mindset has been renewed to focus, get this, on the good things to come and the realities of heaven. A a growth mindset. This is the new nature that we need to put on every single morning as we suit up in the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of truth or the belt of truth and the shoes of the gospel, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. As we get suited up, I need to put the mind of Christ on. And when you are living, operating, breathing in the mind of Christ, you fix your focus on the things, the good things and the realities of heaven. And when you do that, guess what? No problem, big or small can steal your joy. The thing is, none of us are doing that. And and I'm lost, I'm frustrated, and I wonder why. And it's because I'm not engaged in the process. I'm not living in, engaged in the the process. See, we need to remember progress over perfection. As long as I'm moving in the right direction, following God on the right path that he has for me, I can celebrate the progress. right? Because I'm never going to, attain perfection there's only one we said Jesus is our measuring stick right and he prevailed so that he could pass that victorial torch onto us but we are still sinners living in a fleshly body that need the spirit of God to overcome sin Satan the test the trials pride anger jealousy you fill them in right so we need to see the progress not perfection and we need to see the process not the destination and a way that I continue to move in faith is I got to, no matter what, I got to continue to move forward. I text this to some of our leaders groups a couple weeks back. We check in and chat a couple times a week. I forget what we were talking about, but the Holy Spirit just reminded me it's so important to be moving forward, and I don't care how you move forward. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl as long as you're moving forward, come on, somebody, into the things of God and fixing your focus on the realities of heaven, no matter how hard, how tough, how painful the now is. If move forward if it's an inch at a time. If you're moving forward, God will bless it, and this too shall pass in Jesus' name. But you gotta move forward. You, you, can't, you can't stay put. If you stay put, you die. And even worse, if you go backwards you die. We have to keep moving forward and so we have to fix and change what we're focused on. What's the word say? He is the author and finisher of my faith. That's good news. He's the author and the finisher. He, he completes and finishes what he starts. Let's that's, that's stay in Colossians there. In a, we did it out of order but look at verse 1 and 2, same chapter, verse, or chapter 3 there. It says, since you have been raised to new life, with Christ, set your sights, fix your focus. Some uh, translations say, "Fix your focus, set your sights on the realities." There it is of heaven, the good things to come. Right, things of the world that I'm really called to. This is my. This is just a temporary holding place. Right. Anybody with me? Right. Where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Think of the things of heaven, the the good things, the the great victories that God has already uh, done through you, some some awesome, amazing wins that you've already experienced in your life, right? And so if you're discouraged in the desert place, what are you focused on? Has the problem become the problem? If you're discouraged, what are you focused on? That growth mindset has been renewed to focus on the things of heaven, the things that really matter. My joy is more valuable than diapers. I'm going to hit the diapers hard today. (laughs) We're covered up in diapers, ain't we, Sugar Boo? Uh, The realities of heaven are more important than 10, 15 minutes of extra sleep. My relationship with my wife and the joy and peace that we can have and set in our home is more valuable then Ian's anger or or pride or or whatever wants to rise up, right? I have to focus on the realities and the good things and not focus on the temporary, somebody say temporary, pushback, challenges that are coming against my life. If I'm on the right path, God is with me. right, look at that next point. So every day we have a choice. We can choose to live in choose life and and growth and and live in life and think life and speak life and and, and be on this growth track, so to speak. Or we can choose the altar, which is staying put and and not doing anything actively engaged in my faith. And so this, this next point says, ultimately, if we're not growing, we're dying, right? So I can either grow or I can die. Dying means we're staying stagnant or worse, Choosing to move backwards. A dying mindset stays locked on the things of the past and on the things of this world. We can't grow living this way. I had this thought, you know, what could happen if we would run, somebody say run, if we would run to the good things, Like we run to the bad things. (laughs) Well, what could happen if we ran to the positive things of God? Man, like we run to the negative things. The negative things keep us. The things that happened in my past, they're dead and gone. But some of us want to live there, some of us are still stuck there. If I could run to the promises of God like I run to the lies of the devil, would we not just grow, but y'all, heaven would come to earth and we would go to some high spiritual places. What is so enticing about the little lies that aren't even true about you? They're not even true about me. But I sit there, I let them live on my back, scot-free, I pet them, I question, I doubt. Am I really called? Am I really forgiven? Does God really love me? Is this challenge and trial really worth it? Is going to Liberty Church on Sunday morning really worth it? I mean, come on, we let you all sleep in. We don't start till (laughs) 1115. You get to sleep in and worship Jesus at this place, the Holly Pond campus anyway, Right? I run to that, or even the unquestionables, I run to that, instead of running to, you're loved, you're called, I have a purpose for you, I want to use this, what the enemy's using against you for your good, yeah. I'm for you, I'm going to take you and your family and generations and your sons and daughters farther than you ever thought. It's going to start with you. And son and daughter, I need you to stay the course in Jesus' name because I'm going to grow you and then I'm going to take you and the nations are going to be turned upside down for my glory. In Jesus' name, is anybody with me? This is how the enemy creeps in and perverts the good things of God. This is how the enemy creeps in and perverts marriages all across this nation and perverts the mind of Christ inside the church and perverts our youth and perverts our kids. What could happen if we ran to the good stuff like we run to the bad stuff? A dying mindset stays locked on the things of the past and the things of this world. We said everything's spiritual for born-again believers. And if we are fixed, focus on those things, we cannot spiritually grow. We can't be spiritually tough. That's the problem with our church, the modern-day church, as it's not full of spiritual toughness. It's full of spiritual wussies. <laughs> Can I say that word? Oh, it's so painful to go say sorry to so-and-so. They offended me so hard, man. I was so offended you didn't even know. So painful to go say, I forgive you, I'm sorry so painful to invite them to my house or text them. Spiritual wussies in the kingdom of God that are not doing anything for Jesus. Jesus can't use you if you stay stuck in your mess. Jesus cannot use you if you don't let it go. Right, I'm, about to, I'm about to drop it like it's hot. Who's seen Frozen? Let it go. Let it we're having fun at LCHP this week. God cannot use us. We can't talk ourselves into thinking that we're mighty and anointed and st- stomping on serpents and devils. In Jesus' name, if I can't get past the little things. God's not going to give you a new task until you accomplish the old task. He wants us to spiritually grow It's not worth it. Tell your neighbor. Give him a little elbow nudge. Say, it's not worth it. Are you going to forfeit the gifts of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, the power of God, so that you can stay in your comfortability and feel good? That's a lie, man. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And if the devil can keep you in your comfort, you'll take yourself to hell. You will take yourself to hell in your comfortability. You will take yourself to hell in your comfortability, sugar boo. (laughs) Write it down. Just don't put it on a t-shirt before I get to. (laughs) Look at that next scripture. Y'all having fun? Y'all glad you came to church today? Luke 9, 60 through 62. So we're talking about either choosing every day to be spiritually alive. That means I'm spiritually growing. I'm spiritually growing and becoming like Christ. If I'm not doing that, that means I'm spiritually dead. I'm staying stuck. I'm not moving. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, let the spiritually dead bury their own. Let the spiritually dead bury the dead. Your duty is to what? Go. Not just grow, but go and preach about the kingdom of God Another said, Yes, but Lord, I'll follow you, but I got to take care of some stuff first. Yes, Lord, I, I, I'll do what you said, but I, I want to I wanna wait like till next week or next month. I got some stuff I got to take care of. That's not really what he said. That's, that's the Ian version, but this is what he said. He said, Let me first go and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus pretty much rebukes him and he says, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back, somebody say back. Is not fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus is referencing living in the past. Living for God is calling me forward into my active faith. And I think I've shared this before. Living for God, being a Christian, becoming like Christ is a lot like driving a car. What do I mean by that? Living for God means, and Jesus is not saying it. don't don't ever look back, but we can't live in our past. Driving a car, you have to be looking forward, right? 90% of the time, you have to be looking forward, gauging what's going on ahead of you. You got to be checking your side windows. You got to be checking your your, your side view mirrors, right? And every now and again, yes, somebody, I hear you. You got to check that rear view mirror just to check, right? Some of us, are stuck. What would happen if you just drove your car while you was looking in the rear view mirror the whole time? Man, you ain't going to have a license. You ain't going to have a car. You might not have a life. All right? You'd be dead. Let me spiritualize this. You're about dead because that's how you're living. You are not seeing anything going on around you because you are driving, looking, in the rear view mirror. You're not going to go, and you're not going to grow. See, but I have to occasionally check my rearview mirror to see where God has brought me from. Come on, somebody. See, every now and again, I remember the Ian that was in Teen Challenge, the old addict that was uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol, and the old Ian is way back. There. I'm not, I ain't arrived. I, I'm not perfect, but I'm not who I was. And I'm gonna continue to move forward, whether I'm going 60 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour, sometimes I'm going like a mile an hour, but I'm going forward in Jesus' name. Right? If we wanna grow, guys, we gotta be we gotta be focused on things of heaven and not just focused on things of heaven. We gotta be focused on the things of the present and the future. And I it can get backwards either way. I can't be so focused on the future that I'm not doing what God has asked me to do now, right? And that's where the Holy Spirit comes into play, and that's the key to everything in your life is when I'm obedient to the voice of God through the Holy Spirit, I I know what he's asking me to do. And he always, he always, get this, he always leaves the decision up to me. <laughs> so I can choose the right way to do things, or I can choose the wrong way to do things, and guess what? Either way, reaps the fruit. I reap the good things of heaven, or I reap the evil things of this world, right? Look at that next point. About to close here. So we're going to wrap this up today. I said next week we're going to move on. We're going to talk about spiritual toughness. But So growing means we must be committed, guys. Committed in the trenches, committed when it's hard, committed when it's tough, committed when You're offended to move in faith. The truth is, everyone wants to be spiritually mature, but no one is willing to actually go and do the things God has asked. This is what I know about maturity. Maturity is faith in action. Maturity is not knowing the right thing to do, and not doing it. Maturity says, no matter how painful this is gonna be, it's necessary. For me to get past this, I, I gotta do these steps. I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. The mature person says, I'm willing to get that thing at the end of the day. I'm gonna go through the hard stuff. People who finish school, for an example, finishing college is painful. It's tough. It's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of work. Anybody finish school? Man, look at all those hands. God bless you. Was it worth it? Right. Was it painful? Was it challenging? Was it stressful? Right. But you were the mature one. You knew you were staying the course. Nothing was going to talk you out of not completing what you had set your heart and your mind to doing. In the same way, living for God every day, I have to set my mind and my heart that says, I'm all in you say it, God, I want to do it, right? To go, I have to go, I have to move, something has to change. If I want to change, something has to change, right? Look at Galatians 6, 9 through 10. We're talking about action, doing something with what I believe in. It says, "So so let's not get tired of doing, there it is, doing what is good, doing what is right. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should go, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. If we don't grow tired in doing what is right and doing what is good, we will reap, it says. There are benefits, it says. It'll be worth it, it says, if we just don't give up. How simple is that? If we just don't give up, it's just growing pains. It's just growing pains. I want to leave you with a question today. This is really homework for you. you say, Man, Pastor, giving us homework this week? I want you to use this in your quiet time. Or you can use it today, later when you get home. or you, I want you really to be focused on it right now. But look at that question. We're talking about spiritual maturity and growing and going and doing the things God has asked us to do. And so, I want to leave you with a question. What was the last thing God asked you to do? What was the last thing God asked you to do? Did you do it? And if you did it, why? And if you didn't do it, why not? (laughs) Here's the amazing thing the answer to that question reveals where you really are. You're either stuck on the last task God gave you, or you're moving forward because you did what he said. And if we are growing and going and want God to use us, we got to be responsive to his voice. And you're probably not going to hear a a new command until you take care of the last command. Right? Just this morning, the last thing that I did, that God asked me to do, was just tell my wife how much I I love her and tell her thank you this morning before I left because she does so much. And we had to divide and conquer today because I had to come and do prayer. Well, she had to stay home with two babies and figure out how to get ready and load him in the car and get here. And so I just felt the Lord say just tell her how much you love her and tell her, tell her thank you. It could be a something as that small and that simple or it could be something as big as I told you to quit smoking. I told you to stop looking at pornography. I told you to call and forgive that person. I told you to let go of that thing. So what was the last thing God told you? Did you do it? Why or why not? Amen. Join me in prayer this morning as we close. Father God, Lord, we love you. We thank you. I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for this word. Thank you for all those gathered here today. I pray something that you said, Holy Spirit, through me today stays with us. Something I said, stick to us. No matter how big or how small, if it requires faith and action, I pray that we be responsive. God, what are the things that you're saying to us every day? Are we listening? Are we obeying? Are we, are we doing the things? If we're not doing the small things, we can't ask for the big things. God, we want to spiritually grow and go into the fullness of Christ. Ask us in Jesus' name. If you're gathered here today, or watching us online, and specifically if you're gathered here today and you're born again, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. He's your. Per- you're in a personal relationship with every day, I want you to please, please pray for the lost right now. But if you're here in the sanctuary or watching us online, and you say, Pastor Ian, I need to say that prayer. Right now, me and Jesus are, are not on talking terms. I, I, I don't know if I'm born again. If you don't know, then you're, you're probably not. So I want to change that. I want to I pray with you so that you can feel the love of God, the acceptance of God, and that you can become a child of God. It says in the Word of God to be adopted. It says to be grafted in to the family of God into an inheritance. The good things of heaven, the realities of heaven in your life manifested today. So if you want to make that decision, you want to say that prayer with me, I want you to do something for me. I want you to raise your hand up real high. Raise your hand up real high in this place so I can see it. No one else is looking at you. I want you to raise your hand just so that you can say, you know what, I hear God speaking to me. I'm getting the message, God. A few more seconds, you want to say that prayer. Become a child of God. Be born again. Amen. Amen. No one is raising their hands. Someone could be making this decision online. And so I want to lead us on a song prayer. I want you to repeat after me. Okay, it's going to go like this Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. We trust you. We believe in you. And now we confess that you are Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of my past. Forgive me of my sins. Redeem my future. Send your Holy Spirit to live inside me, to help me, and lead me, and guide me, until you call me home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. So awesome. So glad you all came, okay? Anybody else glad you came today? Yep. So good. Well, uh, we love you guys very much. Okay, y'all are dismissed. Y'all have a great Sunday. It's about lunch 30, right?